This podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest, and safest way to bet on all things sports. With March Madness, the Masters, and Major League Baseball opening day right around the corner, Bet Online has the latest news, scores, and odds to help you win big. The best part? You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to revive your literal free money. Plus, signing up is a great way to support the podcast you're listening to in your ears right now. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE. All one word when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Warriors, warriors, come out to play. Show me you want to be here. Show me you want to win. Show me you want to, you have that killer instinct. I do look at myself as being one of the most dominant fighters in MMA history. Be a buffet though. You thought it was going to be a three-piece. Now you're getting the whole MGM grand buffet to the face, man. What's up, fight fans? It's time for another episode of the RJ Ringside Podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Heidi Fang, joined with Larry Mir and Adam Hill. And also today, one of our Blue Wire family in the house, Nick Days from Veterans Minimum. Nick, you made the trip all the way out from New York. So far, what is your first impression of this fight week here in Las Vegas? It's crazy. It's actually the first one for me. So I'm a, I'm a big, big UFC fan and... Uh, I've always had a bucket list to come out to Vegas for a fight weekend of some kind. And I'm a big Adesanya guy. Yeah. So my birthday is on Wednesday. So I figured combining everything all in one makes for a nice weekend. But the the energy is, I felt it a lot more today. And I think it's because of the weigh-ins and then the press conference later. And as you get closer to the fight, it does seem like that. But yesterday was pretty quiet. But today, Friday has been pretty rocky you just, you just made a huge mistake yeah by the we're way. not talking there's about no that. press conference today <laughs> don't we can't don't say there's, that. there's a lot of history behind uh, yeah, talking yeah, about I'm this play. Well, it's so happening i would i had tickets for when they were supposed to fight in brooklyn and then that was when al i quinta yeah. stepped mm-hmm. in and that was a disaster i know I just we, we, we don't mention them by name we say the fight the, the fight, fight. Right, fight. Fair yeah, enough. there's fair no enough. promotion there's no press conference fair there's nothing I'm not even, I don't think we're even going to go to that press conference later. because not. There's not a press conference. Not. I don't yeah, even know what you're talking <laughs> about. The, the press, we might jinx she it, but what we there. do have for you today is an interview with Alexander Volkanovsky. We were able to sit down with the UFC featherweight champion who dethroned Max Holloway at UFC 245 here in, in Vegas just um, at the end of the year. So that was huge. And we're going to have that and bring that for you. But right now, we're going to talk a little bit about UFC 248. The main event is Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero for the middleweight belt. What do you make of this fight when you look at it, Nick? What do you see off the top, just if you had to compare styles against each other? I really think Adesanya is like no one in that division. He just has so many tools and his length and his size. And, you know, he has tremendous takedown defense. And everyone is saying how Yoel, his path to victory is, well, that one kill shot that we all know about. And also him wrestling, but I'm sure Adesanya in his camp knows that that's his path to victory also. I think Adesanya is just on this ascending level like no one else right now and he's on the cusp of make breaking that mainstream not I don't want to say the Connor level because I, I just think we need to stop saying that because Connor's just in his own he's in his own class and then it's everyone else you know so I think without Asanya now he's on the ESPN cover and he's getting more he was on the Rich Eisen so like you see him popping up everywhere and I think with a stellar performance or if he could get a finish, which is really, really hard going up against Romero, 
I just think that it could be something that could break him into that atmosphere that he's looking for. Yeah, I mean, uh, we talk about third round Romero all the time, but here today on Friday at the weigh-ins, I think he was making everybody nervous here in the the later round of the event. It was like ten forty or so, about twenty minutes left in the in the time slots for weighing in that he came in. He made it on time, but Larry was after like, I go to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's Larry, what he was waiting for. The yeah, one, for an the one hour, fighter I sat here to see. for an hour with nobody weighing in, and you're like, oh, I'm going to leave and go to the bathroom, and that's exactly when he came in. So yeah. good work, good work yeah. out thanks, here today. Thanks, thanks. Impressive, <laughs> mere special. Yeah. By the way, uh, this is also the same fighter that you recently compared yourself to. I did not correct? compare myself to him. I just said, I am Cuban. You said you're a 40-year-old Cuban. 40, and I'm rooting for the guy. And you, and you said you thought his cardio was going to be okay because your cardio is okay. Okay, maybe something to that effect, but yes, okay? It's still one of the most preposterous <laughs> things that has ever been said. It's it's Let's so ridiculous. <laughs> so uh, Nick, what's it been like for you here? When you when you're here and you're experiencing these kinds of things that you're seeing, you know, um, a, a two title fight kind of card about to go down. Uh, when you see like kind of the the climate right now in Las Vegas, I mean, do you think people are pumped for this fight? Yeah, and I also think that there's a big stress release like you were just saying how everyone was waiting for Romero to make weight and his track record hasn't always been the greatest so it, it's so crazy it's a sport where I always like to say that it's the best worst sport to root for because there's been so many times where the, the weigh-ins it's that's what you need to happen first but then even you know Robert Whitaker got pulled from a card the day of so you never really know until the cage door closes so I do think that with Romero making weight, that's like step number one, and we still have more time to go. But the atmosphere is just crazy. Yoel Towel Romero, that'll be his new nickname. Towley, we'll put a little <laughs> Towley like next the, to him. The best, I mean, I'm, this fight is really exciting. I'm obviously looking forward to it, like everybody else is. The craziest part is like it's not even the main event to me. No, no. Yeah, not even I have close. to say the ladies is. Yeah, yeah. it's it's oh. insane how much the the women's fight is is anticipated and I know they couldn't make it the main event uh, with Adesanya a guy who has blown up as a superstar uh, but you know Wiley Zhang and and Yoani on Jaychik is you know Yoani being probably the the greatest uh, strawweight champion that the UFC has had Wiley being just a just a beast in the best possible way it's that is a really intriguing fight I mean I'm not I'm not we're not fighting her, but like I'm intimidated when she goes on stage and like stares down people and like how she she was talking crap to Zhang the whole time, even though she she knew she wasn't understanding her. I, I, said, her. I said, well, that was that was interesting. Uh, I actually thought early this week, and if you have not, you know, I think usually people are like you know training sessions, whatever. It's all the same. If you've never seen Wiley hit pads, oh man, it's devastating, insane, yeah. and, and I, like, I I was excited for it. Uh, at the open workouts, I know people were getting ready for it. I will say that I was standing next to. I wonder. I was thinking if I should not call him out or not, but I was standing next to a UFC heavyweight who was out there to kind of watch things, and he like his mouth was like open, like whoa, like what is that? And she's a hundred and fifteen pound female fighter, and he was just like, my god, that's lightning insane. fast, man. Yeah, yeah. I used to think Yun Jacek's striking was on another level, but then once I saw Wiley's striking, like when you compare them, they are different styles of striking, but I mean the precision, the power she puts, the, and you know a lot of times when when you throw a punch, you're not throwing all your hips behind it this one she their turnover that she has with her body is so quick and, and she's just like 
I don't know. It, it's it's kind of a scary fight, I think, if I'm Joanna Yunjechek. And the funniest thing to me was on Thursday when we had the media day and they're doing the stare down and Wiley knows very little English. Mm. All of a sudden, you know, Joanna's in her face. They're getting heated. And she just goes, shut up. And it was like the best thing ever. Like, and I, I think in some some respects that might be getting in Joanna's head. I don't know. Did you happen to see that clip at all? And do you think yeah. that she's getting in her head? Well, it's it's funny that Joanna's starting to be like that boogeyman again where it, it seemed like the Rose fight kind of humbled her because she was getting in her face and whatnot and the, she always does the fist thing to their nose and then when that happens, like, you know, sometimes you get checked and kind of brings you back down to earth. So, it, I, that's that's been my favorite, Joanna, the one that's in your face, just talking crap and just letting you know about it. And I don't know, I, I wouldn't say that way, Lee, because she laughed afterwards. So I think that kind of eased the tension up a little bit, where if she was to just say that and keep like a stoic face, yeah. then maybe. But I think Joanna's just, Joanna's just doing that because that's her, her thing. But I love it that it's back. But I love like the little subtle, it, it hasn't drawn a whole lot of attention. I know uh, I'm working on a story about it right now, but like the, the kind of subtle like trash talk and like kind of ugliness to this fight as well. I mean, that kind of started from, uh, you know, there's been obviously the, the coronavirus memes that were a, a big deal. Uh, a couple of weeks ago and Wiley having to travel and everything that she went through and then at the open workouts there was a group of Polish fans with a Polish flag there's back and forth kind of dispute about what was said but there there was definitely some coronavirus talk some mentions being made Wiley in the middle of her workout she was doing the tumbling and she stopped and flipped off those fans uh, and Joanna said well you're flipping off the flag because they had a Polish flag out there that was what she was saying on stage yesterday uh, and then it kind of got back and forth there. And then with us the other day, you know, Wiley just dropping in the casual plastic surgery trash talk about Joanna and, you know, her, uh, I, I don't know, she was worried about her making weight with some additions to her body, I guess would be the uh, fairest thing to say. And just to drop that in, which was incredibly subtle, like at the end of a little conversation we had, uh, I thought that was pretty interesting too, that there was this little, like, it's not over-the-top craziness but there's definitely some some ugliness there between them which i'm kind of here for yeah man i think we all are this is definitely the people's main event but i want to get your take nick before we take a quick break and we'll come back and hear about volkanovsky and his interview what he had to say here but i wanted to get your picks for both the co-main and the main event so for co-main i think i'm gonna go with joanna getting her belt back i just think that uh, she she is the, the the queen of that division still you know she's probably the best strawweight of all time and I think that she gets her belt back because the thing with Joanna is I think her attitude and her swagger is back and there's a lot of fighters and when they have that that's what makes them that level of great so I'm gonna go with Joanna there and I gotta go with Adesanya I think Adesanya just he has more past the victory and Romero I think I don't know if it'll he'll finish him just because it's hard to finish Joel Romero but talking about what we were saying before how for him to get to that next level of superstardom yeah. if he can finish a guy like that that would be really really dope uh, we certainly appreciated having you here today Thank give everybody where they can find your podcast where they can find you on social media it's at the lamb show is my social media handle everyone calls me lamb because I'm Greek so like for Greek Easter we eat the the lamb and whatnot it's a running joke with my friends and i and uh veterans minimum at veterans minimum is a podcast there's a youtube spotify everywhere and of course with blue wire fam oh yeah 
Yeah, man. I'm glad you made the trip out. We certainly appreciate you having you on. And uh, best of luck to you out here in Vegas. Don't, uh, you know, keep be sensible when it comes to gambling out there. Just, you know, yeah, trying to give you some awareness. Stay, yeah, stay, stay away from the east side of town. <laughs> <laughs> this is my fifth time out here, so I've, I've learned the ropes. Yeah. Right, you're you know what to do. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for that. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, you're going to hear from Alexander Volkanovsky, UFC featherweight champion. Please sit down, Alexander Volkanovsky, UFC featherweight champion. How does that sound to you? It sounds really good. It yeah. sounds unreal. You know, I mean, I, I'm still getting used to it as well. You know, uh, again, I'm a I'm a humble type of person. You know, I'm just a regular bloke. I, I like to say, but at the same time, I'm a UFC featherweight champ. And uh, you know, to hear that, it, it's good. It feels good. Again, all that hard work, it, it's paid off. You know, I got that belt, and now things are you know starting to look uh, good for me and my family. And now it's time to defend that belt. What do you reckon? Yeah. Will you? Uh, does it change your life to be the champion? Yeah, it does. Everything does change, yeah. you know. Obviously, uh, it's cool. Uh, everyone used to call me Volko or Alex, and now everyone just calls me Champ. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. You know, I'll just walk by, hey, Champ. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm usually one saying Champ. Like, that's my thing. I'm like, hey, go on, Champ. You know, it's obviously that Aussie slang, but it's uh, they use, it throws me off a little bit too. So that's how I honestly say people. If I'm talking to you, I go, hey, go on, Champ. So they go, hey, Champ. I'm like, oh, how you going? And I can't sure. say Champ. So I'm like, oh, buddy? Was, yeah, say buddy. Hey, hey, go on, mate. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's it. What's the most interesting thing or interaction that you've had with a person or anybody since you've become the champ? Since I've become the... Well, i just seen a zombie downstairs, so there you go. That's so, what, that's what was, well, that's what I was getting into. Uh, uh, so you, you brought it up for us, so let's yeah. let's get into this. Uh, Korean zombie still wants that shot at mm -hmm. you. He says that he saw you in the lobby and that you were scared. Oh, that's 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 funny. Although, yeah, it was funny because he was cuddling me and stuff like that, so... <laughs> You know, again, I probably shouldn't have said that. He's probably trying to hype up the fight, and here I am telling him he's cuddling me. But, uh, you know, again, man, like, you know, he can say whatever he wants. Uh, he's trying to get himself a title fight. Good on him. Uh, you know, but, you know, again, realistically, you just need to be number one contender, and you get that you get that shot. So, uh, you know, the talking's good, and or, you know, if he's got his manager talking to whoever it is on his uh, social medias, <laughs> uh, you know, whoever it is, you know, just tell him, go defend. Obviously, he's got his eye surgery. But again, look, man, I'm, I'm a respectful bloke. He is too. Uh, if he did see fear in my eyes, good luck actually thinking that's going to work in the fight uh, because, uh, you know, this is the fight business. If I'm scared of uh, if I'm scared of you, I, I wouldn't be a fighter really, you know yeah. what I mean? I believe I'm the best uh, featherweight in the world, or I sort of know I am at the moment. Yeah. Uh, don't want to sound cocky, but, uh, you know, but you got the belt I am to the champ. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Haven't lost yeah. in seven years. I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, I guess I can say, yeah. start to talk like that, but, you know, I Again, like you know, if you, you know, a lot of people think that they, they can look in your eyes and they see fear and all that sort of stuff. Trust me, many people have thought that. I'm a, you know, I sit there and like, yeah, I used to be awkward. The face off used to be awkward, awkward, and I'm sure that my opponents thought that I was scared, and, and then I end up uh, beating the beep out of them. So we don't need to worry about that. Self-editing, I like that. Uh, for, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. for the record, though, no fear, not scared. Of, of Korean zombie. There was no nah, fear in your eyes. come on, mate. I'm not scared of nobody. <laughs> I know that. I'm just... Mate, even the heavyweights. <laughs> even the heavyweights. Uh, Actually, the, the stare uh, I've seen... Uh uh, Yaldu uh, on on Phil uh, that that looked uh, pretty scary. Yeah, <laughs> that was a little intimidating. He always is though. That's a that's a scary looking dude just yeah. all the time, right? Like it's, it's not just us. Even fighters look at that guy and they're like, that's a scary guy, yeah, right? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, uh, you're right. So here I am saying I'm not scared of nobody. But if Yaldu was looking at me like that, I'll probably yeah, you know what I mean. I'll probably uh, sit there and be like, oh, is he gonna have a go at me or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've trained with Israel, so like, what's that like having that kind of dynamic and a training partner such as him in in the gym working alongside? You. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's unreal. You know, again, we're all just we're all just a 
people at the gym as well. You know, we're not, you know, we've got uh, teammates and we're not better than them. You know, we, we even us as champs, we're there for their, their, their spiders, their training sessions in support. And they're the same uh, for us. So, you know, we're not better than anyone in the gym. And that's what's so, so good about, you know, about all of us, all you know, our, our whole teams and, you know, and stuff like that. You know, we're, we've got no ego uh, when it comes to everyone's, everyone's boys, everyone's family. And, uh, you know, again, but it's, it's good. You know, obviously he got the belt first, uh, but seeing him do that, Obviously, we knew he was going to do it. We knew, I, you know, we knew I was going to do it. But seeing it, you know, and, and this is good for the other teammates. Not only we're just regular blokes at the gym, right? And they're seeing their teammates just regular blokes at the gym winning world titles, UFC titles, and that's a, you know, that just, you know, it's a motivation for them, and that just lets them know that hey, this is something that we can do. Uh, the boys have done it. My turn, you know what I mean? So it's it's good, good energy. We want to get we want to get into what you have next, but uh, we talk about Israel. He is fighting this weekend here in Las Vegas, UFC 248 against Yoel Romero. This is a crazy fight to take. I know a lot of people have talked about that. Like, why take this fight? But what is it about Israel? He's like, you know what? I want this. Man, well, again, he's a he's he's a type of fighter that he, he likes to stay busy. How many fights has he had in the what? How long has he been in UFC? Two yeah. years was it? Is it four, uh, what six already? In like six two, or seven two or something? Years, yeah. Is it? Yeah. So you know that's pretty incredible. You know yeah. what I mean? And and he's been a champion like the interim and title fights. You know, and you're not expecting a fight that regularly. But that's the type of guy he is. So uh, you know he he's not going to sit there and wait wait for uh, uh, Paulo Costa. And uh, good on him, you know. And the next guy in line is Yoel. And again, not many people call out Yoel Romero. No. You know what I mean? So, uh, Especially you know, when they don't have to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're talking about a guy, even if you think you can win, you know, it ain't going to be easy. You even landing a punch on him is going to hurt. You know what I mean? Like, you, you might land a hundred and something foot punches, but mm -hmm. your hands are going to be sore. You know, he's, he's a brick. You know what I mean? That's just how it is. So, again, like, even when you're kicking and all that sort of stuff, you're mixing all these tools. Luckily, Izzy's got so many tools because both hands, knees, feet, elbows, everything's going to be sore probably from uh, hitting a man like that. Interesting you mentioned sore hands. How are you feeling? Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, yeah, I yeah. did that on purpose. Yeah, so I just got to bring yeah. that in. Yeah. Nice so segue. So Beautiful. I can talk about myself. You yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> bring, bring it back to me. Let's yeah, go. No, yeah, no, no, no. no. How are you uh, feeling? No, the hand's good. Though. Honestly, yeah. the hand's good. I'm starting to get uh, right back into, into training. Uh, so, you know, I had my first, like, uh, you know, jujitsu uh, roles okay. and wrestling and stuff like that obviously it feels it feels a little different but uh you know i'm doing good rehab and all that and there's times that even got squashed a little bit and it, it pulled up all right so i think we're good you know what i mean i'm expecting the, the clearance in the ufc and the clearance that should be happening very soon and uh you know and just let the talks happen you know i want to be on that that uh june card ufc you know, 151 fight. yeah man i want to defend my belt in australia you know what i mean that's a the Australians deserve it, as I've said, and uh, you know, I'll, you know, I'm their early champion, and I don't want to fight a, a month later or whatever it is. You know, I want to, I want to fight, you know, in front of a, a home crowd, and uh, give uh, the Aussie fans uh, what they want. So that card coming up in June, UFC one, UFC two fifty one. Uh, you, t you mentioned Korean Zombie. He wants that shot. Max Holloway, I know a lot of people have talked about. Do you think Holloway is the is the right fight to make? Well, his name's the only one that really getting mentioned. You know, you're yeah. hearing Dana White. You know, again, we haven't even had that conversation. Right. So you're probably thinking I'm holding holding no, no, information no. back, and I ain't. Like, honestly, again, they're waiting on my hand. So, uh, you know, that I think while we're here, we can make that discussion happen. And, uh, you know, again, like, I just think, uh, you know, there's no one else. Like, there's no one else that that that... that there is you know i think uh, that's what they're going to come up they're like who else can we do you know what i mean like you've got korean zombie who's got an eye surgery or something like that and you know won't be able to fight till later and then you're looking at is he even number one contender there's, there's guys in front of him and then you know he just lost a couple of fights ago and you know, not bringing shade on him but you know that's just that's just facts you know and, and then again you know i think the biggest fight for me for the ufc and for for the featherweight division 
Yeah, maybe is a is, is Max. You know, Max is a, a big name, and even for my legacy, as I say, that's not why I fight. But I think that uh, will really solidify myself as one of the greatest featherweights of all time. You really chopped down the tree in the fight that you had with Max. I mean, the leg kicks were so implemental in your game plan. How much do you think you'll carry over that same game plan when you go to face if you should face him again? Well, uh, again, I we made so many adjustments in that fight. And every time he adjusted, I adjusted. So I'm very good at adapting. Uh, you know, I adapt to whatever's in front of me, and uh, which is, you know, it's it's good. You know, obviously a good tool to have. You know what I mean? That fight, fighter's IQ and stuff like that. So uh, it was a bit of a chess match in there. He was uh, he was adjusting, and I just had an answer for everything. And uh, for him to go out there and you know, a lot of people, oh, all he needs to do is check kicks, uh, like as if it's that easy. But uh, you know, if he starts checking kicks, you know, you know, we're talking about he's a volume puncher, right? You know, if he starts worrying about that so much. Obviously, there there goes his uh, his original game. You know that's a game that he's uh, been so good at for so many years. And if he wants to change that just to stop my leg kicks or whatever it is, then you know that's when you're going to see a lot more other things that are going to work in my favor. What was the night like of winning the title? I, I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, I'd celebrate and go crazy." I think I would just take a nap. Man, <laughs> honestly, that's exactly what people that's exactly what people think. Hey, eh? even me. That's what I tell everyone. I'm telling my mates. I'm telling everyone there. They're drinking and going hard. They're in Vegas, right? So they're going hard the nights before, and I'm trying to tell them, "Hey, he's up." He's up, save it for tomorrow, you know. <laughs> we're going to party, you know, we're going to be good. And then come after the fight, you do all the media, adrenaline dump. And then I, I get to the, you know, I finally get there. One in the morning, I think it was, by the time I actually got to them. And, uh, you know, I'm holding the belt, you know, broken hand. I, got, I had like a, this is my bad ear. And this ear was uh, swollen and sore. And everyone's coming up, give me a handshake, slapping me on the ears and all that. And I'm like, get me home, man. It was it was painful. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I had to get out and, and see see the, the friends and family and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's exactly right, mate. Honestly, you just sit there and be like, oh, man. You know, so, I've got to get out. Uh, on the flip side, then, so what's it like being here now when you don't have, although your teammate does. Being but in you, Vegas yeah, when you're yeah, in fight right, camp? Right, yeah, right. So it's, it's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good, you know. It's good. It's, uh, again, like uh, usually, uh, even when I'm in fight camp, I still hang out with the, the crew and like they always go to like Cooters or wherever it, is, mm-hmm. wherever it is to have chicken wings. And I'm always just sitting there watching, yeah, with my water yeah. and nothing and uh you know so it was good to actually go there and eat the chicken wings but uh, you know i regretted the hot chicken wings this morning though (laughs) sorry about that information all right well ufc 251 coming up we expect you to be on the card i know we have some logistics to work out before then but uh should be exciting and and a you know an australian win for you this time which i'm sure will be nice uh to celebrate we appreciate your time though and uh enjoy the rest of your time in vegas enjoy the fights no worries yeah thanks uh champs (laughs) Thank you, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Welcome back to the RJ Ringside Podcast, and we are here talking UFC 248, Adesanya versus Romero, happening at the T-Mobile Arena Saturday, March 7th here in town. I believe there are still tickets available, so if you haven't yet bought your tickets, come down, see the show. It's going to be a good one. There's a ton of great fights on this card we have not yet talked about, but before we get into some of those and make some picks here, um, I wanted to find out from you two who you're taking in the co-main event. Oh, man. I think it's going to be good. I, I will say that I, I was talking to some of Joanna's people yesterday, including her, her coach, Mike Brown, and they are convinced that the antidote to Wiley's just overwhelming dominance is height and, and is range and distance. And they think Joanna is the tallest fighter, the, the, the one with the most reach that uh, Wiley has ever fought. And they believe that that is going to be uh, their path to success. I'll believe it when I see it. I just haven't seen... Uh, you know anybody kind of question or, or 
challenge the dominance of of Wiley Zhang yet. So uh, I I will I will take her. I think that there's some pretty good value even on her as not as big of a favorite as I thought she would be. I, I thought she'd be about 220. She's sitting there about 160, 170 right now. So uh, I think there's still some good value on that, and I, I think it's going to be an incredible fight. Uh, I think it's I think it's going to be just a war. Uh, but I think Wiley comes out on top. I agree with Adam, unfortunately. Um, Zhang, I think, is is going to win this fight. Um, uh, I agree with what our guest uh, Nick said in the earlier segment that Joanna has got that swag back. Um, that does make her dangerous. That does put her back where, where she used to be. But I think Zhang is just that new level of, of fighter in that division and is really going to make a statement. I just think Zhang, like everybody else here, is very dominant. Um, she's somebody from Bell to Bell who makes you try to find ways to beat her and it's very very minimal chances that she actually gives up a window of opportunity i think she's just really pinpoint in her game and something you said about um joanna before was how you know joanna's had that crisp well you you thought at one time joanna was the best striker yeah. in the division yeah. i think you know she was and she you know she is and was until zang came and i think zang's going to take that crown from her you know okay adam who are you taking here in the main event between israel adesanya and yoel romero uh, listen, Adesanya is a massive favorite in this. He's about a little over three dollars, uh, with good reason. I mean, he, his his striking is just on such a different level. His speed, uh, his precision, everything that he's able to do, and uh, I think you know the the overwhelming factor that people talk about in this fight is cardio and, and conditioning, and I think that's certainly going to be a big factor uh, as well in this fight. So uh, I think he wins. I think if you're a better though, you might have to look out and say. Maybe, maybe Romero has the value here as as you know, getting close to plus three dollars uh, on your money here. Uh, he's a guy that certainly could employ his wrestling. I think the one big challenge that Adesanya could have at some point is somebody that can commit to to the takedowns and can commit to the wrestling and and put him on his back consistently. Adesanya has you know that was the question coming in. He's answered it every single time. But Romero is on a completely different level uh, with that. So if he does commit to it. Uh, which we haven't really seen Romero do recently, but if he does commit to it, I think uh, that could be a, a deciding factor. So I think you could take a shot on him as an underdog, as a better, uh, but Adesanya probably gets the win. I, I just I like to call him third round Romero because from what we've seen, that's always where he finds his extra juice, whatever he's got left in the tank, he unloads, and that is the most dangerous type of Romero. I think he's looking for those power shots. He has that knockout power. Um, Adesanya is a very smart fighter, though I think, and. You know, a lot of people will talk about what he does in the striking game, how he's found very creative ways to find openings, and he cuts off the cage really well as well. So I think that's something that Romero is going to have a problem with, was trying to set up takedowns. It's one thing in the open workouts. I put up this uh, video of Romero, like, slamming his, his training partner, and it's crazy. A lot of people are like, oh, if he uses the wrestling. But will Adesanya give you the opening to set up a takedown? Right. He's not going to throw the normal leg kick for the grappler to grab and take down. He's going to throw a kick from an angle or he's going to throw the Brazilian kick. Or um, He's got so many, so many ways to beat Romero that I think he's going to do it. You know, as much as I so hate to say with it, Adam again. I, I am. A, oh, man, that's two for two again. <laughs> um, but, you know, I it, look, I, I think Romero is a specimen. He's probably one of the, the best athletes the UFC has um, on that level. But he he's just an explosive he, he's an explosive grappler you know and he's got that one punch that if he hits you with he's, he's going to knock you out with but can he land that one punch you know you don't want to 
you don't want to put all your eggs in, in that basket if you're fighting for the middleweight championship. On on the other hand, with Adesanya, you have a guy who is just so good at striking. He's going to throw those kicks at different angles. The punches, you know, his movement's going to be better. Um, I, I think Yoel's going to have his hands full, um, you know, but again, you can't count him out, especially if it goes to the third, fourth, or fifth round. Okay, Adam, last thing with you. I know you wrote about Sean O'Malley this week. Will this two-year hiatus affect him at all in this bantamweight bout against Jose Quinones? Uh, I think it might for a little bit. Now, I, I I do think talking to a lot of people around him, like the time off was good for him. I think he was getting to a point just after two fights in the UFC where he was uh, getting a little bit out of control with his ego. He was just believing he was the best fighter to ever live. Uh, he was a guy that was kind of you know partying and then just showing up and trying to fight and you know being away through two injuries, two surgeries. He's had the issues with USADA, everything else that he's gone through. He's just been in the gym a lot and, and preparing himself and getting ready. And uh, I, everybody around him seems to believe that he is a much more focused, determined fighter. He's a lot stronger, for sure. He was able to put on uh, some muscle. Uh, he, I, I expect him to come out and maybe struggle a little bit early on, but um, I, I do think that he's going to kind of showcase uh, himself a little bit and get back on track. He, he, do, he just seems to be a different, uh, different type of person. Like a different, he's at a different level, just confidence in his belief and and what he's the work that he's put in that he believes in. So. Uh, I do expect to see kind of a showcase for O'Malley. Is there anyone in here particularly that you're looking forward to, Larry, besides uh, that bantamweight bout that's headlining the ESPN prelims? Uh, you know, the Cowboy-Olivier fight and the Griffin fight looks kind of interesting. And then also the Magni and uh, Jing Ling fight. Yeah, that's mine. Um, I'm really interested. Magni was a guy that I thought was like on his way up and doing pretty well. And then kind of we didn't hear about him. You know, he kind of just disappeared. And uh, I'm really interested in that fight. And then... Um, I know uh, Emily Whitmire didn't make weight, um, but I'm interested to see how she recovers uh, tonight and how she looks uh, tomorrow night during that fight. So a couple couple other ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt kind of bad for Whitmire because you could tell that she was just drained beyond belief. It was like she was shaking up there. She was visibly shaky. That didn't look like a good cut at all. I wish her well in the recovery to be able to make it out there for this fight. Um, I don't think that it's one that's in danger of being medically deemed unsafe for her to compete, but it was riding that fine line of if she is able to compete. Yeah, and like you know, what's going to be really unfortunate about all that is all the co- negative comments about her missing weight. Because I, I don't think the average person or people really know what it takes to cut weight, especially you know at this level. And um, it's going to be kind of crappy to see negative comments towards her because I'm sure she did everything she could to make the weight, and um, it, it's a very difficult thing to do. All right. So on that note, we will be back with another episode here after the fights. We'll do all the post-fight recap for you here on the RJ Ringside podcast. podcast. So keep in touch with us on Twitter at Larry Mir, at Adam Hill LVRJ, and I'm at Heidi Fang. For both of the guys, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>